This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, February the 10th, we are joined today by Heather Lopez. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Gary, and hello to all who are listening this morning, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital. And we are currently in February, which is American Heart Month, a time where we shift our focus to the importance of our cardiovascular health. This morning, my guest is Dr. Keith Frank. He's a cardiologist with Spectrum Health Medical Group with us to discuss all about heart disease and ways to improve our overall heart health. And just a note for listeners, we are not taking any calls directly, but if you have a question, you can call 616-395-1450, and Gary will pass that along. So good morning, Dr. Frank. It's great to have you here with us this morning. Hi, good morning. I'm happy to be here. And can you start by telling us a little about yourself and your role with Spectrum Health? Yeah, of course. So, yep, I started with Spectrum Health Cardiovascular Medicine back in July of 2020. Um, I'm an invasive, non-interventional cardiologist. Uh, That means that I do all kinds of different procedures, including heart caths and pacemakers, uh, reading different imaging modalities like echoes, uh, stress tests, and um, yeah, uh, a lot of different uh, uh, array of, of cardiovascular imaging and things. So as I just said, February is heart month where we're focusing on our cardiovascular system. And one thing that comes up that people may have a question on is heart disease. Can you explain what exactly is heart disease? Yeah, so heart disease is is kind of an all-encompassing term. Um, It includes a lot of different diseases that can essentially originate from the heart. Um, uh, the most common things people think about when they hear heart disease would be like heart attacks. Um, but there's a lot more to the heart than just what I like to describe as the plumbing of the heart. Um, I, I kind of describe to my patients that the heart is sort of like a house. Uh, you have your structure, you've got the walls of your house, you've got your valves, which essentially act as doors. Uh, You've got the plumbing, which is your vascular system, but then you also have your electrical system of the house, and that can have irregular heart rhythms. Um, And, you know, if there's something wrong with the structure, you can have what's called congestive heart failure or weakening of the heart muscle. So uh, there's a lot of different um, um, things, so to speak, that can go wrong with the heart. And what are some of the maybe leading risk factors that could cause some of the things you described with heart disease? Yeah, so there's some things that we can't do anything about that would be like family history. So if you've got, uh, you know, mother and father or grandparents that had heart disease, something you should watch out for. But um, unfortunately, not, not much we can do about our genetics, but things that we can control uh, would be the biggest one would be smoking. Um, that is very bad for the heart. I, I don't think um, that's anything new that uh, would be surprising to people, but uh, other uh, medical issues that can cause heart problems in the future would be things like diabetes, especially if it's uncontrolled, uh, obesity, physical inactivity. So if you have a, if you have a sedentary lifestyle, um, you know, exercise is going to be very good for the heart. 
Um, if you've got high cholesterol, that can be a risk factor for heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, or if you have a high fat, high cholesterol diet, um, especially with saturated fat, a high saturated fat diet is, is not, not too good for the heart. And what are some symptoms that people may be experiencing that are indicators that they have early heart disease or have heart disease in general? Yeah, so um, I think most people think of chest pain when they hear heart disease. Um, and I, I never like to say, look for chest pain because um, it's not always described as a pain in people. Sometimes it can, I, I like to describe it as chest discomfort. Uh, because it could just be a heaviness in the chest or a tightness or pressure sensation. Um, uh, it, sometimes it's difficult to really describe types of pain people have. So I, I try not to use that and, and try to ask for any chest discomfort. Um, but uh, if you have any discomfort in your chest, especially if it's radiating anywhere, like to your shoulder, to your back or down your arm, uh, these are things that we look for. Um, other symptoms uh, people complain of would be like palpitations. And this is a description of, of how you're sensing or, or feeling your heartbeat in your chest, if it's beating really fast or hard, uh, or if it's causing dizziness. Um, other major symptoms we look for is shortness of breath, um, especially with exertion. Uh, this is something that can be indicative of heart disease. Or if you have shortness of breath when laying down, um, it's real common that when people have weakening of their heart muscle, when they lay down at night, they feel short of breath. And, and this is called orthopnea. Um, but other symptoms we look for is easy fatigability, swelling in your legs, dizziness, uh, or in extreme cases, um, uh, passing out or syncope. So many different symptoms, as you said, that aren't just that chest pain or discomfort. There's other things to yeah. keep a look out for. And Dr. Frank, do you have any statistics on heart disease in the United States in general? I know some people like to hear those statistics on heart disease. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unfortunately very common. Um, um, over 650,000 people die each year from heart disease. Um, and it's really coronary disease is the most common heart disease that we see. It's about, uh, about 6.7% of people, uh, greater than age 20 have heart disease. Um, and there's about one in four deaths are from heart disease too. It's the number one cause of death in the United States. Uh, and about uh, greater than 800,000 people in the United States have a heart attack each year. And about 20% or about one in five of these heart attacks is considered silent. And that's where they have the event. They have no symptoms, uh, but eventually it gets discovered because the event causes problems down the line. Uh, but again, heart disease is the number one cause of death in the United States. And um, there's a lot of things you can do to reduce your risk and reduce those risk factors for leading to heart disease in the future. And along with heart disease, another term that is really to your overall heart, people may hear is hypertension. Can you explain what is hypertension? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So hypertension is just another word for high blood pressure. Um, 
a lot of people think that, uh, you know, once you're, you're treated for high blood pressure, you don't have it anymore and you took your medications and, and you can stop it because your blood pressure got better. Uh, and, and most of the time, you know, there's a little confusion with that. Once you're diagnosed with high blood pressure, you need to stay on those medications because those medications are keeping your blood pressure in the normal limits. But, but that's, that's what hypertension is. It's just another word for high blood pressure. And speaking of the high blood pressure and monitoring it, how often would you recommend if someone has the at-home blood pressure monitor that they should monitor that if they're experiencing that hypertension or thinking of checking their blood pressure? How often would you recommend that? Yeah, so that depends a little bit. You know, if, if your blood pressure readings are, are typically in the normal range, um, you really don't have to obsess over it. Uh, which is very easy to do, you know, when you start seeing those pressures go a little bit high, people start to check their pressure more often and then they get anxious. And so their blood pressure goes higher when they feel that blood pressure cuff inflate on their arm. But really, if your blood pressure is stable, you could, you could check it maybe one, two times a week. If it seems like it's rising, sometimes I'll tell people to check it a couple of times a day for a week or two to get an average of what your blood pressure is doing at home so we can better treat the blood pressure. Um, ideally, your blood pressure should generally be less than 130 as the top number or the systolic blood pressure, uh, less than 130 over 80. Uh, and this is while you're at home. Um, that's typically what your average should be. So it kind of depends on how often we suggest people check their blood pressure. And at what point is it determined that someone should be on a medication to control blood pressure? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And, and it's, it's easy to just start somebody on a blood pressure medication when you see that one-time high reading. Uh, but really, um, the guidelines suggest that they really need to have two consecutive readings on two separate occasions of a high blood pressure. And this would be a reading greater than 130 over 80. Um, but we also like to know what people, uh, what their blood pressure is running at home. Um, if, if you have, you know, what's considered white coat hypertension, every time you come into the doctor's office, your blood pressure is going to be through the roof. But when you're at home, you could have normal blood pressure readings. So it, it is nice to know what, what your resting blood pressure is at home um, because that, that's really telling. That's what your, what your blood vessels are seeing every day as far as the pressures of your, of your arteries. And what about cholesterol? How does cholesterol play a role in our cardiovascular health? Yeah, so high cholesterol can lead to plaque formation in arteries. Uh, and what this plaque formation really stems from is what we, we think is happening are things like high blood pressure, or diabetes, or smoking causes kind of micro tears and, and very small amounts of damage in these arteries. And the body uses cholesterol to sort of patch those, those abnormalities. But once you start getting cholesterol in the vessels, it can build and form a larger uh, uh, structure called a plaque. And as these plaques grow, they can occlude vessels, they can suddenly rupture. And when you have a rupture of a plaque, that causes 
a heart attack or a sudden blockage of blood flow, um, you know, to the heart, or sometimes people get them in their legs or even, or even their fingers or, or anywhere there's, there's, you know, blood vessels leading to tissue. Um, so cholesterol is very important. Um, we like to see the LDL cholesterol or the lousy cholesterol, the LDL is the bad cholesterol. We like to see that low because that deposits cholesterol in the blood vessels, which is a bad thing. And we like to see the HDL or the healthy cholesterol or the good cholesterol. Uh, we like to see the HDL high because this is what grabs the cholesterol out of the vessels and, and takes it away from the body. So uh, it's very important to watch these levels um, and to get them checked regularly. And you spoke of a heart attack there. So can you tell us some of the signs and symptoms of a heart attack and if maybe they're different in men and women? Yeah. So again, you know, I, I don't like to use the term chest pain because uh, everybody perceives this discomfort differently. So I always say chest discomfort, but the standard uh, uh, or the typical um, symptom that you hear about in TV shows and movies or, or hear from other people uh, is what's called angina. And this is a chest discomfort that's a heaviness or tightness sensation in the middle of the chest. It's worse with exertion. It gets better with rest. Um, that's a very typical sign of, of some kind of you know, cardiac issue, specifically a blockage of the heart. When it comes on suddenly um, and people can have you know, excessive sweating or really bad discomfort to the point where they're just cl uh, uh, clutching their chest, you know, that's, that's kind of a typical uh, sign of a heart attack. And this is more often seen in men. Um, women can, uh, uh, it's, it's more common that they have what's considered atypical symptoms, which can be uh, something like shortness of breath or fatigue uh, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, uh, or even uh, discomfort that radiated somewhere just to the jaw or just to the arm. Um, women still can have those typical heaviness in the chest or chest discomfort symptoms, um, but it's more common that they have the, the not so typical or atypical uh, um, chest uh, discomfort. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, so much great information that you've shared here today, Dr. Frank. We could continue on about the importance of um, our heart health and what to do to prevent heart disease. But we appreciate everything you've shared this morning. So until next week, Zealand Community Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.